Hello, you're listening to Dan O. Becker. This is a podcast called Dan O's Ones and O's, in which I talk about popular music and rock and roll and various artists and uh, albums and artists that influenced me. And if you've been following this podcast so far, uh, the first four episodes were related to uh, albums that influenced me and talked uh, in four episodes about the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. And so now this podcast is taking a different theme. Uh, That challenge from Facebook is over, where I mentioned 16 albums that were influential. But now I'm going to talk about artists that influenced me. And for this episode of the podcast, I have four artists that were very influential. And I didn't pick any of their albums as influential albums, although these artists all definitely influenced me. And one common theme about all the artists in this podcast is that I've been listening to each of them for over 20 years. And each artist is still making music. And so the discography for these artists is at least 20 years long. In the background here, we have uh, Burning Spear playing a song called Man in the Hills. And they are... uh, group that influenced me and I love reggae music that was reggae reggae music was included as uh, an album that influenced me so anyway without any further ado I'm gonna go to the first artist Uh, this man's name is Iggy Pop that's his stage name at least his real name is James Osterberg Jr. and uh, he is now 73 years old But he was making music in high school in the 60s, and he was with Iggy and the Stooges, a definite garage proto-punk band that I like a lot. He was with the Stooges from 68 to 74 or so. And then he collaborated with David Bowie for a bit. Uh, He was on David Bowie's albums. David Bowie was on his albums. But... This first song I'm going to play was from Iggy Pop's second solo album, which was in 1977, which was a great time for punk music and garage bands and and such. And uh, this, his uh, second solo album was called Lust for Life, and this was perhaps his all-time highest charting ranking Uh, single from that album it's the title track Lust for Life and it was co-written between Iggy and David Bowie and it's possibly known for one of the most bombastic over-the-top drum beats by the uh, drummer Hunt Sales and this drum beat has been played in commercials and it's copied on other songs there's a song it was a one-hit wonder band uh, called Jet and the song Are You Gonna Be My Girl uh, was had this drum beat in it. But anyway, without further talking, here is the song from Iggy Pop, his solo career, Lust for Life. Lust for Life 
There you have Iggy Pop, Lust for Life. And so let's zoom ahead. Uh, he had many, many albums, uh, solo albums that did quite well. Uh, he, but uh, we're jumping ahead now to 2016. Uh, this is not his latest solo album, but this one was an interesting one uh, because it was a collaboration between... Uh, Two guys from Queens of the Stone Age, Josh Hom and uh, Dean Fertitta, and then a drummer from the Arctic Monkeys, Matt Helders, and they all collaborated on this album. And this album was Iggy Pop's biggest charting hit since that time, uh, and this was the lead single from that album, a song called Gardenia, which is uh, kind of a mature theme uh, about uh, uh, 
uh, I would say, a customer and a woman who sells sex for money. And uh, it's uh, interesting because in the song, Iggy has much respect and uh, affection for this woman. Um, so anyway, uh, a collaboration between Iggy Pop and uh, Josh Hom, and uh, this is the song Gardenia. Living poet was ogling you all night. You should. 
finest gown. But here you are now. Gas, food, lodging, poverty, misery, and gardenia. You could be burned at the stake. Iggy Pop, collaborating with some fellow musicians from Queens of the Stone Age and Arctic Monkeys, Gardenia. So, good old Iggy Pop, plenty of uh, studio albums. I think he's got uh, at least 20 studio albums where he is either the lead stooge or uh, the, the solo artist. And uh, he's just doing great work still. This next group also has been around for a while in one incarnation or another. Uh, this is the group Blondie. And a lot of people remember Blondie from their rise in the late 70s and then a smash career uh, in the very last years of the 70s and then into the early 80s and songs such as Heart of Glass and uh, Atomic and others. Um, so for this particular tune, I'm going to their very first album, which was called Blondie, and it was released in December of 76. And one of the great things about this album is the group members, Debbie Harry and Chris Stein and Jimmy Destry and Gary Valentine and Clem Burke, they all have uh, taken part in the writing of these songs. So it's all their own writing, and they do a great job. They've got a great sound, uh, very influenced by uh, girl bands of the 50s and early rock and roll with great guitar work. So I'm going to play this song, uh, Ripper to Shreds, which was the first single released in the UK. Uh, and this album didn't really chart, um, but this song shows all the band members contributing great instrumentals, and of course, Debbie Harry with uh, great vocals. So here's Ripper to Shreds off of Blondie's first album.
Okay, there you have Blondie, and you have Chris Stein on his twangy guitar, and Jimmy Destry on the keyboards, and also uh, one of the members who left the band after this album, Gary Valentine, was playing bass, but then Clem uh, Burke on drums, one of my favorite drummers, just because he hits very hard and uh, very thumping uh, drum sound. Okay, if you want to learn more about Early Blondie and how uh, the group formed, Debbie Harry had an autobiography uh, last year, 2019, and uh, she discussed uh, her days before Blondie, her days growing up, but also it's great to see how Blondie got that big arc, and uh, they were at the top of their game, and then they fell into obscurity, and now they're back. Um also read it just to hear uh, Deborah Harry's love life, and it's a freaking shame that she sounds like a well-grounded, very self-aware person, but unfortunately, like Chrissy Hind and another uh, a number of other artists, um, unfortunately, Deb- Debbie Harry was raped, and I'm amazed at how she discusses it. And that she did not appear to become a total basket case as a result of that. She overcame it, and uh, she's someone I definitely admire for her strength and her courage and her talent as a songwriter and a singer. So now let's go ahead in time to their most recent album. This one is the 11th album from Blondie, and it was released in 2017. You know, uh, like the other artists here, a very long album career for Blondie. And this album is called Pollinator. And this song, uh, it's the lead song from it. Uh, It was written by Chris Stein and Deborah Harry. And this is the title track. And also, listen into this track. See if you can hear one of the featured artists here, uh, Joan Jett, singing along. So here we are. Blondie from 2017, Pollinator, Doom or Destiny.
Hey, there's Blondie from 2017, Doom or Destiny, and I can definitely hear Joan Jett singing and doubling up on the vocals with Deborah Harry in that one. It sounds good to me. Unfortunately, this year, uh, Blondie had a big tour scheduled. I was supposed to see them in Austin, Texas uh, in this year, 2020, and the tour was canceled because of the COVID-19 virus going around. But Good for them. Stay healthy, and we'll catch you on the next tour. I look forward to seeing you. So now, let's skip to another band that I've been listening to for over 20 years. This group is known in the United States as the English Beat. Uh, They're known as the Beat back in the UK. Uh, They had a little bit of a naming issue because of the copyright of another band that had the word or the name The Beat. But anyway... Their first three albums were uh, very good albums in the early 80s. The first one, I Just Can't Stop It, a very good ska-influenced album, uh, which charted at number three in the UK, uh, somewhere in the hundreds in the US, but uh, they had a very good cover of Tears of a Clown that made it popular in the United States. Uh, Perhaps their best-known album is their third one, Special Beat Service, and that one had a hit song, Save It For Later, so this made it the highest charting album and the highest charting single for the English Beat in the U.S., but their second album I thought was kind of overlooked, and I loved it, and it is a reggae-influenced album, some ska in it, but I picked this song, Doors of Your Heart, uh, written by Dave Wakeling, and uh, sounds very good and very skunking to me. So, Doors of Your Heart by the English Beat. You seem fighting, man. Say, I say you shouldn't really fight. Take him to 
The Doors of Your Heart from the second album, Wappen, from the English Beat in 1981. And after those three albums, they did not record much, but they continued to go on tour in various forms. And so in the 2010s, there was the new English Beat featuring Ranking Roger, who does the toasting on the song I just played. Um, it was called The Beat, featuring Ranking Roger in the UK. And then another uh, group was, version of the English Beat was The English Beat, starring Dave Wakeling. And uh, they toured also. They had their first album in 2018, Here We Go Love, which I think is their best sounding music since the early 80s. So Here's a song written by Dave Wakeling, and the song is called Drive Her Away, and I just love the lyrics and the way uh, there's a play on words between driving a car and driving someone away from you for whatever reason. So here's Dave Wakeling singing for you. Open 
Okay, there you have the English Beat featuring David Wakeling. And I neglected to mention that Dave Wakeling and Ranking Roger went on to form General Public after the demise of the English Beat, and they have some very good albums. And also the guitarist and the bassist from the English Beat, Andy Cox and David Steele, went on with uh, the vocalist Roland Gift, and they formed Fine Young Cannibals and great music from them as well. So listen for them. Plenty of albums and over 20 years of recording from them. So good stuff. Very influential artists on me who are still making music. And so now the next artist is an American band that was primarily... Uh, making music during the 90s, and they were formed in Washington. It's a band called Sleater Kinney. And you're, you might be wondering which of the women in the band, which one's Sleater and which one's Kinney, but that's the, their name comes from a road in Washington, Sleater Kinney Road. The core of the band... Uh, Primarily uh, Corin Tucker, who's on guitar and vocals, and Carrie Brownstein, who's also a guitarist and vocalist. And they've had other uh, musicians, uh, Janet Weiss, uh, drummer, and, and they, over the years. Um, but this, al- this album, their first one, is going to sound a little bit like the early days of punk. And if you recall the 90s, there was a lot of... A very raw sounding music like Nirvana and such. But uh, this song is from their first album, and this is not a hit f- from that song, uh, not the single, but um, this is an album that I think shows uh, the music, the uh, songwriting talent of Corin uh, Tucker and Carrie Brownstein. So here's Sleater Kinney from the album 1995, uh, Sleater Kinney.
Roots leader Kinney from their first album in 1995. And I think you'll like that group if you like uh, music from that era that tends to be a little bit dissonant and a little bit uh, off the typical three-chord song kind of arrangement. Um, I'm thinking of groups such as um, the Pixies and uh, also like Sonic Youth, who people characterize as kind of noise rock or, you know, uh, feedback rock. But are also um, Smashing Pumpkins. But yeah, the Sleater Kinney definitely has some de- uh, dissonant sounding chords and some, you know, off off-key sounding things, which leads to interest as well as, you know, leads to a little bit of dissonance. So they were on again, off again over the years. And then just recently in uh, this past year, 2019, last summer it was, they came out with a new album. And boy, I think they really have their best work here. Uh, It's a fantastic album called The Center Won't Hold. The title track is uh, awesome, but I'm going to play another track, uh, which is called Reach Out, and I think it will show how the band works together with the lyrics and uh, just good songwriting from Sleater Kinney. Shit. 
And there you have Sleater Kinney from 2019, The Center Won't Hold, with a song called Reach Out. And that's another band that I've been listening to for over 20 years. They've been making music for decades, uh, and that is a great album. Uh, hope you enjoyed that. And I hope you are enjoying this podcast. Uh, I've gone through four artists here that uh, are still recording music, and I really enjoy them to this day. This is Dan O. Becker. You're listening to the podcast Dan O's Ones and O's. You can find more of these podcasts on anchor.fm slash dano-becker. You'll see the entire archives of four episodes of Dano's Ones and O's. Additionally, you can get it on my personal website at uh, www.danbecker.info slash podcast, and you can get uh, the recordings there. So... I will be continuing with this theme uh, next week, uh, and I will go through some more artists that I like for many decades. I have liked them, and they're still making music. And so with that, I will exit now with my theme song from Adventures. This is the outro of the Hawaii Five-O theme. Thank you very much for listening to Dan O's Ones and O's. We'll catch you next time.